Hey, everybody. Welcome to Peace Love Podcast in Peace Love Podcast Studios. This is my very first podcast. I am doing video and audio to say I'm a little nervous and emo. Yeah, I am. Normally, I do my podcast just here. Um, hair in a bun and sweatpants, but I'm up in my game and bringing my voice and giving it a per my personality to life. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you can um, listen on Spotify or Apple, and I now have a YouTube channel. So at the end of this podcast, if you want to see the entire duration, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I never thought I would have, but it's quite fabulous that I do. I am on season two of episode 11. Oh, magic number 11. Um, I'm calling it Choose Happy. It's such an easier way to live to choose happiness. It's much easier when we all want to fall in that um, you know, it's just easier to stay grumpy and, and complain. It's hard to find the good in stuff and to wake up every day and make that choice to be in a good mood. It's very hard, especially now. People I know are knee deep in depression and despair. People are Miami, my Miami family and Surfside and everybody I think has been affected by that. I am, it was funny, I was paying attention to these reporters that I have known since they started their career in Miami and we all have ties whether we know somebody affected at Champlain Towers Oh gosh, or we know somebody, multiple families that have connections there. And it just took this beautiful, pristine Miami beach and just brought this cloud over it. And I'm watching these reporters that, and now all of the hype in the media may be gone, but they're left with these nightmares, not just them, but it just, they're reporting and they're like, and now back to you. And they're like sitting there so sad and you know it doesn't leave their mind. So even like the tree removal people, the camera crew, the, the workers, the, the first responders, the entire world brought back, I know, a trigger from 9-11. And right now, this is where my what I love to do and my advocacy for mental health and to tweak and take care of your mental health now. This past situation, it's it taught me today will never happen again. And when you go to sleep at night, with do it without a heavy heart. Do it with nothing but love and know that when you wake up in the morning or when you go close your eyes at night, your life is at peace. And I, some of these people, uh, it's it's so hard to talk about. It's the most unimaginable thing, but I want everybody like the shame, the stigma enough, like enough already. People are like, oh, I don't want to be labeled crazy. I said this on my other episode. We are all crazy. We all have our issues. There is nobody that is perfect. It does not exist. And the way before you have to go to elementary school and before you go to camp, you have to go to the doctor and show them that you're updated with vaccinations. New rule, new law. Life needs to have a whole new way of going. And um, I believe that kindergarten, you should start mental health. Actually, when you are 
teaching your children to walk, talk, read, your ABCs, one, two, threes, OCD, ADHD. I don't mean that for real, but there was no awareness when I was growing up. My mother just always thought I was weird and klutzy and made fun of me. There are, and I'm going back to like, I was born and I'm 51 and I'm still right now trying to get people to understand that having a mental health condition is no big deal. Like who would not right now be suffering from anxiety and depression from COVID and then the other aftermaths of this world. So if you're not feeling something that's, you should be. And I use this analogy all the time. Imagine taking a ball and pushing it underwater in the pool and pushing it underwater. What happens when you let go is it explodes. And I was that ball underwater that did not know how to control my emotions, didn't handle them properly, never spoke to anybody. And my ball would up and explode on the wrong people at the wrong time. So where my advocacy and I preach to everybody, please, I don't want any little child growing up, boy or girl, it doesn't matter how old you are, right here in this moment, you can experience a life of happiness after the dark. I I say this more than once, my whole life has been every every moment of my life was just so dramatic and ended in such a traumatic way that that caused the depression I have, the suicidal um, ideation I had, clinical depression, anxiety, social general, OCD, ADHD. I wasn't even diagnosed with all of this until I was 47. So I spent years with the could have, would have, should have, what would my life have been? Obviously, I found my purpose and my passion by talking about my mental health and my journey for the past two and a half years. You, you don't understand. When I saw Time Magazine with Naomi Osaka on it and it's okay not to be okay, oh my gosh, that is like, oh my, I've been saying that for two and a half years. So thank you because athletes are human actors are human. They just have jobs to do what their craft is. If you're an actor, that's you, you do performances, but that doesn't mean when you're out, you have to be socially engaging as a character people know you as. She's a brilliant tennis player. That is what she should be doing. She, this poor girl said, I, I don't like doing public speaking. I suffer from this. Why are you putting her on this pedestal to be perfect when she's telling you, I don't want to talk? We enjoy watching her play tennis. That is it. Do not put these people on standards. They're human beings like you and I. I mean, it's really, you know, I don't know. I get very worked up and very passionate when it comes to talking about mental health. I got caught up in the comparing. I spent years comparing other children's grades to my daughter or other children's accomplishments to my daughter's um, skills or whether it was my son thriving and comparing him. Even myself, I would compare. Why is this person, I'll, I guess I'll use present day with the podcast. And I preach all the time and I wasn't living what I preach to stay in your own lane. Don't look that way and don't look that way. Look straight ahead. And when you compare, all you're doing is losing out on that moment that you could be enjoying for yourself. So when I looked at other podcast groups, I'm looking, hmm, they have that many followers or downloads. 
uh-uh, Marnie, stop, uh, time out. I had to stop doing that because this is my journey. This is my pace. And this is the way I'm going. There is no right or wrong. And how you're feeling right now, whomever is listening, there is no right or wrong with your feelings. The one thing I do ask is that you reach out for parents looking at their children. There's warning signs everywhere. A lot of us don't realize it. A lot of us um, don't want to accept that something might be wrong with our children, that they might be hurting. When my son was maybe 12, he would come home from school when he was wearing that hoodie. So I knew right there. And he would put on Titanic and 9-11, the movies about 9-11. But he would only watch Titanic during the destruction part and the tragedy of 9-11. And that was um, something I noticed, a pattern that was going on. And he was just about, um, I think he had just started with a new psychologist at the time. So I paid attention to these odd behaviors. Now, again, there is no such thing as normal behavior, but typical behaviors. Like if your child, um, they're registering for classes right now and hypothetically they didn't get into the English class they wanted. It's okay for them to be depressed or a little bit down, but when they take it, um, their disappointment to another level. Pay attention if your children, not only school grades and ask them one, if you could talk to them and if they don't feel comfortable talking to you, find somebody to help, let them know you are there for them and here, and, and just please know that it's crucial that they speak to somebody. If you know they're, they're isolating too much or talking about not wanting to live or talking bad about themselves, these kind of behaviors are not typical for a healthy mind. I hope whoever is listening, whether it's one person or a hundred people, I wish, knock on wood, but either way, it is so important because I see so many people looking and they're comparing, they're looking at other people's social media and what you're seeing, it's not real. Capital letters, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. It's not real. People are only showing you what they want you to see. So you're taking your realistic, messed up internal self and you're looking at someone's fake life, which is in turn making you more upset. Uh-uh, don't go there. Um, excuse me, I'm just checking my time. I don't run on and on and on like I did um, the other day. I made an hour episode. It was so good but I forgot to switch the button on the input or output. I'm not very techie, but anyway, so this is um, my do over and I am not babbling, which is a good thing. Wait, I am babbling, but I am not running all over in circles like I normally do. So my goal is to normalize and prioritize like Johnny Cochran doesn't fit. You must acquit and you got to normalize and prioritize our mental health. I don't know where that Johnny Cochran thing came into, I guess just the rhyming, which I got to tell you, one of the most brilliant litigators forgetting about the case, but his brilliant mind was just outstanding. So normalize that. Of course we have mental health. Of course I have anxiety. And I talk about this one example. When I moved in my neighborhood, I met, or in any situation or circumstance where I'm not comfortable, I I tend to talk a lot when I don't know the outcome. And then within a few minutes, I eat up. So when I met my neighbor, Jenna, hope you're listening. Hi, Jenna. And I 
I did that on my other videos, say hi to people. Okay, at least my odd tendencies are consistent. I said to her, if I tend to talk a lot, it's because when I don't know you or anything, I get a little bit nervous. And I just say it like it's normal. Like, of course, I have depression and I fight every day. You could be healthy and happy and healing at the same time. Yes, because also remember this, guys, who you were, who you are, and who you're becoming are three different people. So there are people that think they know me from my old life. There are people I know now in my current life and who knows what the future holds. All we have is this moment. Today's never going to happen again. I woke up and I'm like, I'm 51 freaking years old. I have spent my entire life, legit, my entire life worrying, oh my God, does this look okay? Did I gain too much weight? Am I, this is, should I be eating this? Because also my eating disorder, my eating disorder, I believe if you stand at the counter, calories don't count. I believe, um, what? I'm sorry. I'm like sitting here thinking about, you know, I even, if I have one more thing I'm diagnosed with, I can't. Like, I keep reading about things. I'm like, there's a name for everything. And I own it. I am an alphabet soup of an array of disorders, which one, it's a good thing to know I have. And two, I work on it every of the day. And the one, one of my million tips I give is your happiness is contingent upon your behavior. If you react to something or not react, that is where my healing comes in. I pause now and I say I can either go and lose my shit, excuse my language, or I could just, okay, and not and handle it a completely different, a different way because I am in control. I can't change and say you're to blame. Well, if you weren't rude, I wouldn't be like this. Uh-uh. It's just me. We're the only ones in control of ourselves. So right now, everybody just Look at yourself, look in the mirror, look around, because that's the only person you need to be better at, better than not the person that you think is having such a great life. Because I promise you, people were shocked when I told them about my life and the, the time that I didn't want to live and when I was hysterical crying and the hysterics that I nobody knew that I had anything but a hey, sweet, giggly, bubbly life. I have an over the top personality, but internally I've been struggling my entire life. You know, um, when I talk about, I guess I'm going to do a live commercial normally during my podcast, I do have a commercial, but I am a motivational, inspirational storyteller. There is nothing in this world I have not experienced. Our situations are different. The circumstances were different, but the emotions are the same. I was watching a documentary on Princess Diana and she said she never felt wanted when she was born. So right there, as she was growing up, those internal struggles, and then when she got married, she didn't feel wanted. I can, so I felt that's what it is. That's why certain habits and addictions happen. I didn't realize that's a very good way to word it. I wasn't wanted. I mean, seriously, my, and I don't have any, um, any anger. My biological father left when I was four months old to be cliche, to get a pack of cigarettes and never came back. And then when I was eight years old, 
my father who had married my mother and then adopted me, I was told your father's gone and we can't talk about it and we're uprooting our life and moving. And now I know the beginning of my trauma started at eight years old. And I say, and if you've read any of my book, that was not the beginning of my trauma, nor was it the end of my trauma. In fact, I'm still kind of living my story. When I finished my book, excuse me, oops, true to myself, I give me my website, www.peacelovemarnie.com. If you go on there, you can make an appointment, a 15 minute consult. And if I don't talk to you and you just tell me what's going on in your world and I share my experiences in an empathetic, compassionate way where I understand and I help you understand what you're going through. I look, everything's not perfect. We're not happy all the time, but I can assure you where you are right now is exactly, exactly where you're supposed to be. Even all of the bad stuff, I wouldn't trade for anything. It wouldn't have gotten me where I am today. Checking my time again. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have learned everything I learned. So, so many, even the universe is talking to us a million and one different ways. So sometimes if you get sidetracked, like I talked, um, where I was shaking my coffee cream and it spilled everywhere. I was delayed going to an appointment. And I was like, you know what universe, thank you. You stopped me from something. So obstacles that you may think are obstacles for you, it's not. You gotta trust that journey and know you're where you're supposed to be right now. And it's your choice to make the best of what we have. Look, not only do I have every single friggin' mental health condition, but I was also diagnosed with stage one chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And I know for almost 99.9999% the years of me suppressing that ball underwater went inside me and it messed up my immune system. And when I left Miami to move to Jacksonville the beginning of January, I was a mess. So it doesn't surprise me that it affected my insides the way it did. And I was diagnosed. I had my lymph nodes um, was swollen like the size of a small peach. That what was what that's what was under my neck. So now I'm like, okay, I just left Miami from breaking down. I was suicidal. I didn't want to live, but I didn't want to die. And I will talk about that on a different episode. And then coming here by myself, picking up my life after only living in Miami, being diagnosed with um, leukemia and going to biopsies by myself. I did it, but look where I am right now. So I don't regret any of that. And if my diagnosis taught me anything is to wake up and be grateful that I have this day ahead of me. And it fascinates me because there was a time I didn't want to wake up. And now it's, I can't wait to wake up watching the sunrise. Oh, I'm sorry. Talking about waking up yesterday, I let my dog out. No, I'm not going to say who let the dogs out, even though I was about to in the morning. And I'm like, Am I hallucinating or is that a deer? Like there's a deer, like just sitting underneath a tree. And then a couple hours later, I see the mommy come back for her baby. So I'm just in awe and I'm filming it. So then I went to take out the garbage and I went into my garage and I came back and they were gone. And I was like, oh, at least I got pictures. So then this morning, right in front of my door was a little fawn and just staring at me, no pun intended, but a deer in headlights. And now she's just, I named her Bambi, affectionately, 
um, accurately, of course. And now she's just sleeping in the corner. And it is really cool that even animals trust my peace and serenity. It's really cool that, you know, they would trust her here. Of course, I named her her. I don't know if it's a boy or girl. So there was, a, like I was saying, there was a time when I didn't want to wake up. Oh, still got some time. And it's, wow. You know, then I, um, I interviewed my daughter two weeks ago. And for some reason, it wasn't meant to be that I didn't have her cord in. Clearly, I am not the most techie person because this is the second time I've done something with bad audio. But I never realized how damaging I was to my daughter. So to all the moms out there, if you're not good, and I'm going to re-interview my daughter who's going, who's 21 years old, and she just has lived, I mean, the apples do not fall from the trees. And what my daughter had to watch me go through, you know, we forget that she's sitting there watching her mother screaming on the floor, crying, begging to be loved. And we talked about how the shame and the stigma, um, which I need to go back to because um, people really no shame, no stigma. Everybody should say, I own it. This is what's wrong with me. And please don't say you're worried what people think, because I say this every episode, who are they? Who are you worried about cares what you do? It doesn't matter. Do you worry what other people do? Do not care, please. I would, you have to own every single part of you. And okay, I'm gonna go back to when I was talking to Taylor and all the moms, it's like they they witnessed me, you know, um, just in beyond hysterics, berserk, beyond crying, wanting to die, screaming at the top of my lungs. And they were like, my family was, we're going to call the police on you. You better stop. And the shame at the time, I, oh, no, 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 please don't call the police. Then it finally got to last summer. I was like, call them, please. And that's why there is going to be training. I know in this world, instead of calling 911, you're able to get mental health care immediate because people with I, at the Denver airport last year or two years ago, literally having a nervous breakdown, not aware of all the triggers that I am aware of today. But if they would have called the police, I didn't belong in a jail cell. I was having unhealed trauma, traumatic breakthroughs and breakdowns. And people were looking at me like I was crazy, which I probably was going. It was a very, when you have a breakdown, you can't go anywhere but up. So I've mentioned that my rock bottom has been basement down and down and down. So I get it. When you don't think there will be light again, there will be light again. It may not be on the time frame you want, but the universe doesn't have a time frame. You, when I say you, obviously it's everybody. When people they get, they get anxiety because we are not living in the moment. In this second, right here, right now, this is where we all are together. You and me here on my YouTube channel. And, but we don't, I can't get that five minutes back when I started and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So all I have to do is just breathe. And when things get overwhelming, like you have this task and you have to do this, do this. I stop myself and I'm like, okay, okay, Marnie, breathe to your podcast. Like I am so proud of myself because I am doing this now video. I never wanted to do this. I have mentioned that vanity has caused my insanity. So doing this video, I have avoided, but here I am. So I am also looking forward because I don't know what I would do without laughter. 
I don't know what I would do without comedy. I literally, it has saved me my entire life. I was 10 years old and I was listening to Joan Rivers, her record album. And 10 years old, people were probably listening to Let's Get Physical. I don't even know, but I remember listening to Joan Rivers saying, can we talk? And so I'm the only 10 year old going, how many chins in the Chinese phone book trying to do the Elizabeth Taylor? Um, that's the bit she did back in 1980. And then, the most random horrific night of my life being with that comedian showed me at the worst times of your life, you can find humor. And I do sometimes it's dark, but I find comedy with everything. And a friend of mine, who's one of my favorite comedians, um, Dina Politano, I'm excited because next week, oh my gosh, again, with my technical issues, I was supposed to interview him in May and I had the wrong cord and the wrong microphone. So I am not the most techie, but anyway, next week I am excited to finally have somebody that on a personal level, um, aside from being a friend, when I was really depressed, I was listening to his podcast and I would crack up and listening to his comedy bits that he would do, um, that he would make it home during COVID. And I cracked up and I, it, so I was crying so hard once and he did this thing with Dr. Fauci, he was like the Fouch. And at that one moment I stopped crying. And it was so weird. So he is a pistol, like he's hysterically funny. So I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited to have my other friend who is a former, former police officer, Kelly. She was a police. Pembroke Pines police officer. Her husband, um, Mark, is a, in SWAT. And I want to talk to Kelly about a couple things. Well, one, we have to discuss Bravo because, um, side note, all the ladies on the Housewives, Beverly Hills, you guys right now, um, forget the other ones. You have to fix yourself because you're trying to get validation from your people-pleasing Sutton. I'm just going to use you real quick. You have an inner childhood wound. That is why you were depressed when you thought they were doing the drinking game without you. You felt left out last week when um, they all got together for a gift and didn't include you and you cried. I get it, sweetheart. You are not crazy like Crystal called you, but you need to truly heal your inner childhood wound. I get it. So Kelly, I want to talk to her about Bravo and all our house wives. But also I noticed that um, the few bad cops there are, it should not look bad for all of them. And Kelly is a true advocate. Oops. True. My phone. A true advocate for um, not all cops are bad. And I want to ask because there's so many good and it's, it's, it, it gives the police department that people work their whole life for a bad name. I want to ask her, if she had, you know, what PTSD, if any, that she experienced and what she can do to help friends of hers or just what she has gone through as a cop. It's not easy. Any job we have, we don't realize the emotions we think will be okay. And if somebody annoys us and we let take that annoying experience back home with us, and then we snap at our children. Another side note, let's say you come home, you're exhausted and, um, you see um, dishes in the sink, but you just hung up with an angry client. Instead of looking at your children and saying, why are there dishes in the sink? Let them know, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to snap at you. I'm just frustrated. That will alleviate an, a response because action creates reaction for your child saying, why did you yell at me? And so just communicate. 
with compassion also. And if somebody in your family comes to you and says, I can't sleep, I'm having nightmares, or I'm not feeling okay, it's okay not to be okay. Please don't shame or do not have any judgment. Reach out, text 741-741. That's the NAMI crisis line. It doesn't matter how big or how small your emotions may be. There is no right or wrong. Feelings are feelings, but do not internalize it. I spent 47 years and I'm still actively working on it at 51. And I don't want anybody to have to go through a lifetime feeling worthless, feeling depressed, being suicidal, thinking you're crazy, lazy, weird, because you're not. We are not asked to be born with a, men with a mental health condition. If you sprain your ankle, you go to a doctor. If you have diabetes, you go to a doctor. Mental health is just as much, I shouldn't say almost, is equal as our physical health. And you're talking to someone who has physical health. I have leukemia. And you're also talking to somebody who has mental health where I am the poster child for every disorder. But it is manageable. You can live and you can have a happy life. My All of my mental health issues do not define who I am at all. So you could still sparkle for me when going on medication changed my life. It is not for everybody, but if there's something out there that can help you don't suffer, there's no reason to, there is love and light and laughter in the world. You can create your own happiness. It's just, it's hard because you think, oh, I don't have this, but you know what? Do you have a roof over your head? Most of us do. There was a time I didn't have that multiple times in my life, especially when my daughter was three. My daughter was four when I was a teenager. If there was COVID, I don't know what I would have done at the time or where I would have stayed. That you are blessed for. If you have food, those little things that we hear all the time, those are true blessings. Everything else is gravy. I mean, I am so blessed I'm alive that I am healthy today and I overcame so many dark tunnels and hurdles and obstacles that all I can do is just be so grateful that this bionic angel has been by my side. Oh, my little alarm went off. So time. this is really cool, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening my first ever video of Peace Love Podcast at Peace Love Podcast Studios. Please don't forget to subscribe and um, join my YouTube channel. My merchandise will be on peacelovemarnie.com. I'm going to be selling some of those Marnivationals. And remember, don't let anybody dull your sparkle. Never let anybody, I'm going to throw out a new one, rain on your parade. Stay true to who you are and sending so much love and so much peace. Thank you.